to get the cast list up because I don't know some of those people. Yeah. There's that one guy. Who's the one guy? I don't know. Who's the Agent Smith? I liked him. He was good. I know him from stuff. He, yeah. he looks like a hunkier version of Glenn Howerton from uh, Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. Like conspicuously handsome people. Hey, it's When Will It End? It's the movie podcast. Yeah, we're here. We're late. You we're late. to bed yet? Me? I, Personally? I, I, well, no, I Myself? can tell you're barely, you're making it through, but. Oh, I'm, I'm actually doing okay. I'm just, I'm honestly, I think, uh, you know, I don't know if people always understand that we go from watching the movie sometimes directly into an episode. And in this case, I think I'm still a little shell-shocked from Matrix Resurrections, which is what we're discussing today. Because the show is, I'm Josh, that's Charles. Hi, Charles. Hey. We watch the movies, we start with the first one, which is just Matrix, and then eventually we're resurrected can i can i i don't i don't want to already do this to you but i i'm not going to correct you but you made me think about what you just said about we watch a movie and then we come and record yeah i think we always do that except for when we were recording remotely during covid but i think what this movie does is it we're like we maybe needed more time than the two minutes of piss yeah. that you took. I don't know. Well, you make it. I didn't have a continuous two minute stream going. Really? Two minutes is. That's a lot. It's Austin Powers. That's long. really long. Look at me. Governor. My name is Austin and I piss. I'm Austin that Powers. Was that joke. I'm Randy. That was a funny Remember joke. those movies? God. Jonathan Gore Groff. Remember when like life was like fun and you could make like an Austin Powers or something and now we're like. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna level with the listeners and you, Charles. Mm-hmm. This winner can eat my ass, right? And you, I would, that sounds uncomfortable, and not, and not in the pleasurable way, in the unpleasurable way. I feel like a cold ass eating sounds. I mean, maybe it's cool. I don't know. This might be a little too personal, but I feel like. Please consider <laughs> deeply what you're about to say. Just please, for a moment, well, contemplate whatever you're about to say when you're pleasuring yourself or a partner and you have cold hands. Is, oh, yeah. there's, there's some people that might, I think sort of like the contrast, you know, the, the... You know the, I don't know. I've never done this, but you know, the, I heard when I was a child, people were talking about their masturbation experience with me. At the, like, we have to scrap all of this now. <laughs> start over. But, you uh, know, like some people would like intentionally make their hand about... fall asleep and then oh, jack yeah. themselves off. Uh, th- and it's that's like, one as of those though things somebody you hear else, about. right. It's yeah. like, like a, is that with real? a stranger, <laughs> there's some name for it. I remember that being one of those things, you know, I, I often think about how we just watched a movie about complacency being the, the, the villain of all freedom basically. And certainty being the, uh, you know, why sell people on anything other than same thing tomorrow, baby. Mm. But uh, like, you know, when you're sleepy and you're like, I could go get socks. My feet are cold. Right. But that's that's insane. That's crazy. Consider. Why would yeah. I do that? There was the the recent instant classic. Uh, I can't remember if it was a reductress or the onion or it was like uh, so incredibly tired, so incredibly full of piss or something. <laughs> and it was like, but like, uh, yeah, like, uh, uh it would be so much effort to make your hand go to sleep. I know. <laughs> like, it's doable, I guess. But I think – I don't even want to think about it. It right. just seems like a process. Like, what, what do you do? Do I hold my hand so up like this? I mean, you could potentially – I don't know. I mean, it happens when you fall asleep. So maybe you could, th- like, I guess just reenact a pose that you've woken up in. Wait, but is it when there's too much blood or not enough blood? Which one's the pins and needles? I don't needles? Just hold your hold your hand up for a while. We'll How about I hold one hand up and one hand down? Oh, that's a great idea. And we'll see. And then I'll masturbate. I think, 
after the podcast, the prop- and then I'll come back and say <laughs> which hand felt more like a stranger's for me because the I held is, either up or down. As soon as my arm and hand fell asleep, I would just do that thing where I just become giddy over it just flopping on my chest. Have you ever done that? No. What? Oh my god! Sometimes when when I wake up and my whole arm's asleep, I'll just like let it like flop on my chest because I can't feel anything. And I thought I think I'd even I think at that point I would diverge from jacking off and just have some fun with a sleepy arm. My my down hand feels a little tingly already. You're this is good science. This is good science and good prep for jacking off and good prep if you ever make it on Survivor. Though I don't think they really do this sort of thing anymore. What the sort of what the the duration stuff? Yeah, the, the duration stuff is eternal. The, there's trust I guess me. so. But like remember early seasons when it would be like, all right, stand for twelve hours. Yeah, that shit's that crazy. Was, that was awesome. It's so strange. Uh, we're speaking today, of course, of Lana Wachowski's The Matrix Resurrections. Yeah. You know, maybe it's because we watched this series at what seems like such a dark part of our lives, but it, it's become, this was a really emotional watch for me. Mm. I, I had a lot of feelings about it going into it. And I guess, you know, before we watched it, I mentioned to you that the general reaction I was fielding from people was the camp were like, that was fucking terrible. In the camp who was like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I guess the only objective thing I can take away from it from a first watch, and as we learned from the Matrix trilogy, sometimes it takes 20-something years to understand. I feel like I'm asking to like be spoken. It's a little weird. I'm like trying yeah. to pay attention to you. But I have I'm one just... hand up, one hand down. And also now you have your hand resting on the chair. Is that, so is is that, it... is that not scientific? Because this arm is resting even though it's down. I think you need like free falling blood. Otherwise, your blood's just like hanging out on the chairs. So, okay, we should have conferred with a, a, a blood, doctor. A Do we have a doctor, doctor on staff? I mean, no, I don't even have a, a what a, a, a GP PCP. or whatever. Yeah, PCP GP I don't have one. I'm trying to get one. It's impossible. Yeah, we live in a fucking just. It's insane. I've been to the 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 ER twice. They're like, "Do you have a PCP?" I'm like. Uh, yeah, like it's 300 miles away. And like, oh, you should change that. Where's like, your PCP? Still in Boston. That's not 300 miles. 100 miles. I don't think it's 100. I think it's in the middle. Can you look? How far? Is it 100? Is it, it's 130 miles. Did you just make that up? You said no, that with certainty. It takes like two and a half hours. You want to close the conversation. So you're just going to make up a number that seems like it's close. I'll look it up. It's this not 300 hey, miles. I know we interrupted your actual talk about the movie, but how, do, how are you liking this new setup? I can have, uh, I can it's have a little Google weird. shit. Now, listeners are probably confused. They're like, how could Josh be taking part in this field experiment about numbing one's hand for That's the, the act of self-pleasurement as though it was that of a stranger while speaking a microphone? And that, my friend, is to the magic, the miracle of the new setup. Uh, Charles has created an environment where everything is hands-free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm honestly uh, kind of at a loss. because floor I, is hands-free. Floors, hands free. Every, the, every the table the, the can't fucking, touch it. The books, the books that I point to every episode, hands free now. Yeah, I don't even have to use my hands to point at them. Wait a minute, I'm looking at the books. Oh no! Wait, when? Oh my god! All the things you told me about yourself come from the spines of these books. No, no, don't look. Look the away. The hobbyist guide to masturbating with a hand that feels like a stranger's, but is in fact your hand. When will it end? Colon podcast title ideas. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts, by, not by the crow, crow flying, but by the crow driving is 145 miles. Oh, you were pretty close. All right. Yeah, 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 not yeah. bad. Yeah. Okay. I mean, now, depends. how far away is Boston Rob, who I, I believe lives in Pensacola, Florida? That's farther. But is it but how far? 
Well, I'm just saying we determined how far we are from Boston and how far we from Boston. Rob, presuming he's at home with Amba and the kids. (laughs) Wait, you moved to fucking Florida? Yeah, that's like the ultimate Massachusetts move is to escape to Florida. Pensacola, Florida. By the crow driving still or by the flying? I'm in love with you. That crow's going to have to get in the Subaru if if that crow's coming with me. Pensacola's way west. Like on the panhandle? Oh, like way it's on the, it's on the like handle. in Alabama. It's like in fucking Alabama. Yeah, it's so the part of the handle that if it's a cast iron, it's hard to hold it. By. Can I stop doing the experiment? I don't want this. I don't think for you're doing it. So yeah. Okay. It, a, well, like, I didn't like it. No, Jack. off? my left hand's tinglier. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the Great left hand. The, the down hand was tinglier, but I'm not really sure if tinglier is. This is not. I don't feel like I did a good job. We need to get one of those composition books so we can write down our science. Yeah. I think that's the first part of science is yeah. getting one of those compositions. Those like weird. Books. Who designed? Who the the God black him. and whites? Yeah, the squiggle. The weird. There's so many things that you know. This is a movie about getting older, mm-hmm. and it is very strange to think back to so many things where it's like you just take it for granted that that's just a, a, a part of the firmament of reality, and it's like yeah. no, no one's ever going to see that stupid composition book again. No. It was just like a thing that was going on at the I time. Don't even, I don't even have one. Why did we settle on that? Why was that the thing? Right. Remember, there were different. God, our world is just so fragile and and stupid. Like the different ruling on like paper, college mm. ruled, and like you know, like on a. Do you remember paper that you had to write in for school? Oh, yeah, right. I and they had different lot like lines. Yeah, my friend always went grid, full grid. That's insane. I know. I liked. I'm never. I tried to be that person. I tried to. Of mimic course, him. being a grid guy is something you would have. <sighs> But it, it didn't. I didn't need a grid. I actually went no line. I'm a no liner. I got my handwriting was terrible until I fixed it by writing in all capital letters, and then I like really got my handwriting to be the smallest, neatest thing imaginable. So the, the, I, that's I, the slobs. Of, yeah. the, the slobs uh, ultimate loophole is writing in all caps. It's incredible. It was, it was definitely my. I still write very poorly in caps, but it was the the, the remedy that I thought I had something. Yeah, on. and then you know the my biology or no chemistry teacher, she took off points on every time I wrote a periodic symbol because one letter had to be capital and one letter had to be lowercase. And I stormed up to that. We called her Major Gager because she used to be a major in the army, and I said Major. This is smaller than that. It's a lowercase letter. And then she sent me uh, to the principal's office. Wow. Yeah. It's sort of a philosophic difference there. It is, but I, I didn't change my ways. I didn't. I just kept losing points. Well, you're a remarkably gonna, stubborn person. Yeah, I'm not going to let the major change who I am. Yeah, we had that. We had like a double date, and I mentioned how stubborn we all are, and I couldn't really gauge the room if I defended people. But like, Allison's very stubborn. Amy's very stubborn. Mm. You're very stubborn. I'm very stubborn. It's incredible. That we're all friends. And I know. We all love each other because we all remarkably are... stubborn people. Oh my god, yeah. Amy and I are two of the most stubborn people I've ever met, and sometimes it definitely. It's like when Agent Smith and Neo punch each other, but ultimately it doesn't do any damage and it just bounces off and you just sort of can go off and meet up later and fly away. That's beautiful. Yeah. The- I-, I was completely flummoxed by this movie in a way that I think is an accomplishment. Yeah. I think uh, just to get those, like, the br- broad strokes out of the way, this movie for me was the least interesting, but maybe the most fulfilling filling in some ways for me i didn't i didn't like swarm mode i didn't like the new bullet time 
There was no like big scene. The heist just came off without a hitch. And I know that that's not the point. But for me, when you're watching a Matrix movie, like the freeway scene, the fucking lobby scene, all the stuff that doesn't really have a point, it is nice. It is nice. It is nice to have those things. I feel like I accepted pretty early on, and and certainly with the camera work and the direction, the choice, this is not really an action movie, I had to sort of resign right. myself to, and I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah. It's a very strange movie, because it's 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 so emotional, and so weird, and so much conflict is deliberately removed, which mm, is so fascinating, right. and like I love the fact that you know, it's ultimately the Trinity movie, but it's just—I don't know. I don't—I feel like it's weird to record an episode this soon after this it is movie. Really weird. This is the first time I feel like I've ever been like, you know, normally I'm just sort of angry with you for making me wait, but now I'm like, we should. This is a bad idea. We should have recorded this tomorrow. Yeah, we could. Do you want to just uh, nah? Okay, we'll just keep going. Nah, yeah. let's just plow ahead. Yeah, yeah, we'll watch it. You know, maybe we'll we've toyed revisit with doing, it. We've yeah. toyed with doing. You know, the Shrek movies again or something fun, but maybe in a couple of years we can revisit these. And Yeah, and I would say uh, if enough listeners uh, send in shit about this, I'd love to focus on some listener experiences with The Matrix Resurrections. This is like a cultural moment. I mean, this movie, I think I can understand the people who despise the first chunk of this movie. Oh, I love the first the first 30 minutes to me was really good. I love that. And I, I think I loved all of it. I think it's the it's, ending sat a little weird. That the that final scene sat yeah. a little funny, and I, mean, I liked things about it, but it sat a little funnier than I wish it did. I think and, if you yeah, if you compare it to the first one where it ends, it's basically the same idea. Where it's like, in this case, Trinity, but it's the same like we're now speaking directly to the machines, and we're you're now going to fuck off, and we fly away. It's like the same thing, but I don't know. This link did feel a little bit heavy-handed like when he's like why don't you control your bitch and he's just like it's i don't know it just felt like so over the top obvious silly that it just it felt a little didactic rather than empowering right i i I think that in that one moment that that tendency towards a, a pretty not nuanced thing reared its head and yeah. like look we freaking hate misogyny on oh this my podcast. God. It's one of the worst things. I okay, I'm things I hate. A little list. Right, right, right. Racism. Mm-hmm. Check. Wait, am I, I shouldn't check these. No, guys. no, these are bad. We're bad striking things. them off the list. Well, wait, we should keep them on the list bad. though, because if we scribe, oh, you're right. This is a list, list of things, things I hate. hate. How about you underline them angrily? Great. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Did you ever like Race. underline in freehand? I feel like it's like one of those things that. What was that? I watched something the other day, and I was like, "Oh, that person underlines just like me." Yeah, I do a an extravagant yeah, I bet like, you do pyramid of or not pyramid. It's more of a ziggurat a triangle. Yeah, a two dimensional ziggurat of underlinings. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not compelled to just do one. What I think is so funny about the Wachowskis, and I know only Lana worked on this one, is that their furious hatred of corporate culture. And their reliance on it as their the mainstay of That's how funny. they make money is has become such a weird, like certainly a life imitates art thing pretty dramatically, you know. Because the, the beauty of uh, Speed Racer, which I think is probably their single my f- single favorite Wachowski movie, is like you know 
they talk about didactic. The evil corporate CEO guy has like that one speech yeah. about how like art is stupid. It's all about money, and everything you do is reduced to a number. And if you think about anything else, you're a fucking idiot. And like that intense anger at that system that they also have built all of their whatever one of the strangest media empires of all time off of and the yeah. the first chunk of that movie i do feel i i very much liked this movie i think maybe they could have pulled back a little bit well okay, i'll stop it's just not they just lana she could have pulled back maybe a little bit because like i get it you despise corporate culture and they're evident glee lana's evident joy like i'm gonna devote a portion of this movie just to like the culture machine that i despise and am inextricably bound to it -hmm. felt maybe like because there's so many ways that we could have imagined what the matrix four is right i mean i couldn't have here's how i do it right yeah what matrix four colon we're back baby okay Okay. So skip the R thing that they've been going with. The for a agents, while. all right? Yeah. White guys, suits, glasses. Yeah. They're just kicking a bunch of women of color in the ribs. And Poppy. And they're oh, like, okay. yeah. we can do it because Neo and the Trin Trin are gone. Should I be writing any of this down? No, it's recording. It's okay. recording, right? right? Yeah, it's recording. Right, I can right. see it. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to this later, though, but that's fine. And the, the, the enslaved humans are like, no, no, we'll never be free again because Matrix, because Neo and Trinity, they're gone forever. Okay. Explosion. Whoa. This is good. I'm writing this down. One of the agents turns. Just his thingy, his glasses are cracked. He goes, Crick. what in the Sam Hill? It's Sam Elliott is playing this agent. That's Mustache, tight. handlebar, big. And uh, the dust clears some big explosion. I don't know. They're like in a building, I guess. Maybe there's a wall. So int. Int. Yeah, int, yeah. colon. Int. Uh, wall. Uh, h- humanity enslaved by machines again? What? Uh, Trina Neo burst in like, suck my fucking dick, Agent Smith. Pop, 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 45 minute shootout. <laughs> this takes us to what? Minute 48 or something? Right, because we have three minutes of kickings. Yeah, yeah, the opening is just kickings and enslavement and... Uh, Terrible. It's not good at it's all. It's on the list of things we don't like. For sure. Yeah. Violent abuse of anyone. Uh-huh. No thanks. Except for the Drumpf man. Gosh, yeah. He should be in hell. Prison hell. Prison hell. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, like there's a version of this movie where Lana plays it straight, and Lana was like, I, not only do I refuse to do that, I'm going to throw as many elbows as possible and be, like, cartoonishly uh, into this idea of, like, the new prison for, for Neo is Seattle or, like, San <laughs> yeah. Francisco. And it's like, I... I I understand and appreciate the cultural commentary. That's I, I it's it's a surprisingly long <laughs> introduction. I, it's surprisingly long. I think it's my favorite Neo of the four. I think he does a really good job, like more so than he does in the first one. Because in the first one he already is like a hacker and he's already, you know, an underground rebel. But here he's he plays the lunatic, like sad lunatic really well. I was really I like this the montage where He's taking blue pills all the time, and it's the the what's that band the the the, the rabbits the white the Jefferson airplane. oh that's Jefferson airplane yeah, yeah yeah then that's playing in the background with some you know I interviewed effects. Jack Cassidy recently and I completely forgot to mention I was I wanted to ask him about that song being in the trailer and being like are you a fan of the Matrix movies what's who's that 
He's the basis of, of Jefferson Airplane. Oh, and... And I completely forgot to. Ta- a task and Matrix question? Yeah, it was, it was my one opportunity to punish a aging boomer rock star base god yeah. about the Matrix, and I missed my opportunity. God damn it. I know. We should resurrect you back then. We should hook you I in. think agree. I think I agree. I would honestly... Oh, here we go. Matrix 4, it, you just... Wait, it's after the 45 minutes of no, shooting. No, no. Dump all that. Cut all of that. Oh, my God. I already it's wrote It's just down. Time Cop. We just re-release Time Cop and call it Just Matrix. a VHS rip. Yeah. We, we, we rip Time Cop. And we just write over Matrix 4 Exactly. Time Cop. Should I it think... just be called Matrix 4 Time Cop? Matrix 4 colon, colon Time Cop? Time Cop. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I yeah, think it's pretty good. Pretty good. No, I don't know. I mean, look, this so, was clearly a 360 degree meta commentary on so many things. I, what, were, what were your takeaways? I think I felt that, but I think ultimately, like the first one, there, I think the reason why these are working for me is that ultimately the backbone of these movies isn't how shitty like mainstream culture is and the man and all this shit, which it's part of it, but... The backbone for me is the love story. And it's like, it isn't just look how much this sucks. It's look at what we can do. So the fact that, yeah, there's like, they joke about it. Like the scene where the, all the people are talking about what the video game is, like the Matrix. There's like, they say like trans rights. It isn't just like jokes about it being co-opted. It's like every interpretation of this is ultimately silly because we're still just regurgitating bullshit. What really is important is connecting with people and not fighting with each other. So it's, I, the weird non-call, like the Smith shit, I don't really understand. I think that was maybe the stuff that. And, and yet weirdly, I loved Smith in this Me movie. too. He's might be better than, what's his name? Well, I. I, I mean, you can't I have him without you, him. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's one of those relationships. I think you put that really beautifully just now. That's, that's, that's what made this movie so good. I loved watching right. it. Yeah. It just, I think to go back to my, my long unfinished sentence from a while ago, basically, I think I'm having a similar reaction to this movie that people probably had to The Matrix 1999, where you're where you're left being like, "That's very intense and overwhelming and confusing," and I'm gonna have to watch it again. Mm, Right. And I think that's a good piece of art, right? I mean, if you could accuse this of anything, it's of being over ambitious. Yeah, I think the problems that I have with it will will slip away, and they're very slight. But like, I think my expectations of needing to be awed by the visuals i think that i mean the 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 lunacy of having the final like the there's no big the big set pieces people suiciding themselves onto their car it's like of all of the things that i was not prepared for in this (laughs) movie that was absolutely fucking bananas and i loved it um m night Shyamalan's much maligned deservedly the happening is uh basically like it's not even that fun to watch, honestly. But no. the 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 weird suicide sequences yeah, are captivating because it's like you know it's so rare that something that dramatic, like I don't know, in this movie, hundreds of people hurling themselves out of windows, <laughs> like that was that was wild, right? And it's weird because that that imagery is definitely juxtaposed all throughout the Matrix of the way you liberate yourself is by throwing yourself off of a building and hoping that you don't die, right? And then this movie, I feel like both continues to embrace that very strange yeah. and like troublesome dynamic in 
the because this movie seems to be trying to confront the cultural impact of the Matrix and making something so decidedly not crowd pleasing that I, I am I am in love with that attitude, right? You know, but like at the same time, there is that darkness at the core of it where uh, fans of the Patreon series have heard us talk about the film The Glitch in the Matrix, and right. I'm, I'm certainly not saying by no means am I saying the Matrix made that one guy kill his parents or something. As with all things in pop culture, it's you know probably the 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 final hair on the camel's back or whatever the fuck that's a saying yeah sure the straw camel back broke but like this movie does have a very complex impact on the world and like it, it they do seem to keep embracing that like if you kill yourself you might wake up in the right place <laughs> yeah i'm really glad we watched you told me to watch the glitch in the matrix because i've you know we've talked throughout this whole series about people philosophizing this and people just going into it in ways that I've never, I just, I don't know. I love these movies, but I'm never being like, whoa, wouldn't it be cool if we lived in a simulation world? And and it's like watching four people talk about their experience, thinking that we live in a simulation, like the ending when Trinity looks out over the sunrise and she's like, wow, it's so beautiful. I was like, whoa, people who believe this, like think that's a, like that might be a beautiful moment that could happen to them one day. In the same way as the same guy that can storm down his basement and blow his mom's head off and be like, whoa, that was way realer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So it's just like this weird, I'm glad that I don't have to like, I don't know, that must be such a strange thing to like spend time on thinking about after watching these movies being like, duo, do you think we're like jacked in somewhere? And like, what's going to happen? And like, no, that's like, I love that that's, to me, the beginning wasn't really like, a condemnation of like sheep culture and shit. It was more just like all this shit. Like we don't need to talk about the matrix in this way. It's silly. And it's just like, this is, this isn't the real version of the matrix. It's the other version. That's important. Yeah. It's funny because you think about how so much of that sequence is about just taking at face value. If they just made a movie about, a game maker who's unable to distinguish what's this game that they made and what is reality to, to see someone like Lana Wachowski, who has been party to creating one of the most influential media entities of our lifetimes reflect on that weird prison where you can never escape this endless analysis of this thing. And, and it does, it, it get, you get farther and farther away from what it actually is. And, and that's sort of the magic of what the new matrix uh, a la the analyst, which I think is a really fun. I thought that was. I love the architect to the analyst evolution. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, and uh, it's fun to have them like deliver the. Like you think about how in the old days, there's the classic Orwell. If you want to imagine the freaking future, man, imagine a, a goddamn boot on the throat of humanity or whatever. Wait, and is like that from Bioshock, it's from Bioshock. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he yeah, wrote yeah, Bioshock. What you're talking about. They thought I was dead, but I was writing Bioshock. I'm George Orwell. <laughs> was he Scottish? Yeah, he was Scottish. Oh, you didn't cool. know that? No, I just thought he was like a, a computer or something. He's probably a computer. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, uh, you, know, you know, there's that thing where like the, the new way to lose people in something is to just flood like just the bullshit sluice of like it, it's it's not the it's it's not the 1984 blank walls or whatever it's mm, it's the right. as niobe talks about in yeah, io that was a nice scene the endless static of like a world buzzing to keep you farther and farther away from what you were talking about the, the, the very basic human things that matter very deeply yeah and it's cool like 
uh, one of my favorite scenes, MVP winner from the second one was the guy who also talked about the sound of the real world. And But in that scene, it was like the relationship of machines and people and how they work together and the noises that they make together. And it's interesting that that's like such a like weird... I don't know that I would think about that, but it's it's really interesting that these filmmakers are very interested in like literalizing this like background noise to bullshit. Yeah. Hey, how about we got Robo Buddies finally? Yeah. Oh, I love the Robo Buddies. Yeah, that was like a good thing from the Animatrix that finally made it to an actual Matrix movie was like little little robots. And it's so for for this if we want to analyze this as a continuation of the franchise, I think this is a really cool like, where do you go from... Because the, the, the third one does end the series so well. It, like, puts an end to the war, which is basically just this huge metaphor for all sorts of things. And it's over. And for the most part, I mean, they're dead, probably. And it's like, why would you make another one? Where would you make another one? And this is cool. It, like, takes place 80 years in the future for some reason, but 20 years later in, in like, Neo's mind. And... But I do think that to continue the themes of the movie, it really does just pick right up where the other one left off. And it's still about like finding those connections and not seeing everything as an eventual catastrophe. I kind of wish this movie felt like more than a bunch of exciting ideas sort of sketched out and jammed together. Right. I think as a fan of the series, I really enjoyed watching it. And it seems like Lana has a million ideas about what, a next matrix would be and part of me wishes that it it was somehow this is i think the most confusing one i don't know tell me more about that because to me it wasn't it didn't seem that confusing well you were just going through some of the plot details of like some things seem so rudimentary like the the connection between people that was expressed i think was beautiful and and that that commitment to like finding relationships and finding collaborative, I don't know, like the, the sort of classic Wachowski thing where it's like, you don't beat your enemy. You find a way to coexist with them because the other option is genocidal and insane. Um, so like, I'm not really sure. So the new, they won the new matrix by beating the new architect. Who's the analyst who is powering it by having them as like two nodes of power that, needed to be just close enough to each other to keep them in some kind of orbit, essentially. Yeah. And by breaking that dynamic, they now control the Matrix, or or simply the machines don't control them in the Matrix. Because Bugs, so Bugs has the idea of, like, Bugs seems to be like, I want to free more people. Niobe is like, I want to keep living in peaceful... I'm not sure a, a different kind of complacency, I suppose as mm-hmm. bugs would see it. I'm just, it's, it's like, of I'm so happy that Trin and Neo are back together. I'm sure. really happy that Trin's been embraced across the board. The Merv was embraced in this movie, which I was, did not see coming. No. In, like he was like hobo Merv. And then like, but like, that's the thing where like, I love that hobo Merv shows up <laughs> to say, I literally say that shit all the time. <laughs> it was amazing to see like, what Lana create a character who's like the living avatar of that attitude that I hate about people who are like, when I was a kid, we had original ideas and everything yeah, was in a, was... like having like the one boomer character is like a ranting hobo psychopath murderer. French, French, by the way. I guess what I'm trying to say is the beauty, there's a stillness to the original trilogy 
where it feels like when we're in a room somewhere and in all of the movies, I love all three of them. There's that stillness where like when Neo's in the train station in the third movie, it feels really present and weird. And and, I was just about to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, I don't feel like the first, even though this is a computer simulation, this movie makes it feel like that where the other ones have always allowed like a certain amount of respect to this fake world, which felt still and real and like lived in. And conversations were happening there. And here it's just like, I, I everything felt much more fluid and Well, the, just I like mean, the camera spatial. work is extremely different. Like visually and, and the color dynamic, I thought was very different too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it honestly looked, I don't think I got a 60 frames. It looked like high frame rate in some scenes. I still love the, the imagery, especially of Io. I thought Io was a triumph. The, yeah. the new human. Right. And that was a real play. Yeah. I think yeah. the Matrix was just like i don't know maybe it's i don't know it's it's really weird i i don't know if you felt it too but just like maybe just that there were always a thousand cops everywhere <laughs> and just like nothing ever felt like it was a real place it always felt like a stage in the matrix so yeah, yeah. it just sort of lost a little bit of punch i, I guess me. what i'm trying to say is like because this is so open-ended and because Lana felt like she had to so directly address the elephant in the room. And again, so many people would not do that. And I have nothing but respect for the fact that like, that's what I want out of an artist. I want someone who is going to try to take that left turn when everyone's waiting for a right turn, etc. I need to watch this more. This is probably not a good episode. I don't know how I feel about it because I was loving large swaths of it. And I take a step back and I'm like, okay, I can acknowledge that there are some elements of this that didn't land the way that some of the other films in the series have. Yeah. And I don't want to be blinded by just the thrill of there being a fourth Matrix movie. Right. But I also, you know, this is ambitious. It's funny. It's Mm. really well cast. I think the fact that they keep trying to, it seems like maybe the first one is out of necessity, like casting essentially NPCs to play NPCs or whatever. But like by this time, a lot of these actors I have never fucking seen before and they were great. So that was cool. So their casting process. Speaking of casting made me realize that there are very few people anywhere. And I think that's what makes, well, Io is beautiful and the strawberry scene is nice, but like only the speaking, there's no NPCs. There's no, like that's why Zion felt like it was hard to believe that it existed, this like mud city near the center of the earth, but there were hundreds, thousands of bodies. It felt lived in. It felt like teeming. Well, the, the beauty of like that first trilogy is that, again, at the time, everyone made fun of it, but like the Zion rave fucking everyone's wearing mesh shirts and shit and Neo and Trin are banging. Like that really anchors the entire trilogy is like having this like really like earth tones and skin and bodies and sweat yeah. and to get like that's like a weird sort of foundation for this very crazy story. And this one, it sort of felt a little harder. I I think to me, in a lot of ways, the IO version of that, of having the humans and the robots and the cool-ass digital bead guys who are awesome. Oh, yeah, that shit was good. Yeah. Just to me, it's like we have like... There's like the Morpheus 2.0 has his little part and then Bugs sort of gets an extended part and then it sort of becomes the the Neo and, and Trinity movie. It just feels like they sort of put a trilogy. Well, I keep saying they. It's just Lana this time. Lana like put like a trilogy into one movie kind of. It feels to me a little bit. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it also feels incredibly small too. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's it's very hard to get a beat on it's this like moments after having seen it. 
Yeah. It, it's, I think it's shaggy around the edges, which is not a criticism. I like that about things. I don't know. I think, it, yeah. I mean, you said this might be a bad episode, but I was also thinking maybe, and this might it's be... It's the best episode <laughs> maybe ever. I mean, it's probably that. But I was also thinking maybe this is egotistical, but maybe Lana made this movie so that we would make a bad episode. Wow. And then I'm just thinking the oracles in the room being like... These fucking guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll yeah. really bake your noodle. Right, is, right. Uh, Maybe you wouldn't have done this bad episode, or maybe you would have done this bad episode. But, I mean, it, I mean, it, but in a way, like, if we hadn't, if there hadn't been the Matrix Resurrections, we wouldn't have rewatched this trilogy, and we wouldn't have, <sighs> if we didn't have the podcast. It's crazy, man. My noodle? Dente. Oh, okay. So, like, perfect. Lightly, light, oh, perfect. perfect. Okay. All right. Salt, salt the water. You got to salt the water. Yet, I didn't do that for years, and you got to the, the, the verb she uses is baked, and you're now talking about boiling. Well, it's a noodle. I've never baked it. I guess a lasagna. Well, you, but you cook the lasagna. You no, cook the noodles first. You don't just put raw pasta <laughs> suck. Into, into the oven. No, so why who's baking noodles, We should then? try that. Make like a mac and cheese. And uh, just throw just, raw. Just raw it would just get harder, pasta. right? I, probably, right? Would you put water in it? Well, we're talking about something that you shouldn't do because it's stupid. So I don't. Should really we know. add this to the list of racism, misogyny, and then baking raw baking pasta? Raw pasta, just as bad as the first two. Yeah. Trump, too. After Trump that. was bad. He we yeah. didn't like him. He was so bad. What he did. Um, I think another thing that I might like. Yeah, I think rather than talk about things like specifically and objectively, I think this is maybe a musing episode. Not an amusing episode, <laughs> but a musing episode no no i I follow okay where to me the amount of deaths that were happening in the first ones i mean i love when cops die i mean that's awesome anytime a cop dies immediately gets at least a star wow yeah damn is it hard being such an outlaw renegade living life on the edge oh i would never do anything okay (laughs) i just like it just like to watch okay i'm a voyeur yes this movie had so little like there's felt like there were no stakes, you know. Like that's everyone's fine. They're just they're in it, the worst potential situation, and it, everyone's just fine. It's such a shaggy. The dimensions of it are so difficult to get a read on that it's a little hard to tell when the weighty parts are. And as you pointed out, when it builds to a climax of sorts, it doesn't feel climactic, and you're left kind of being like. Okay, I get the message. I believe I understand, you know, the, the, the core of all of the Wachowski experience is like, how do we break through the deadening, you know, fucking the sheen, the, the thick gloss we've put over all human experience through money and control systems and uh, a deeply entrenched power structure and like get back to that rudimentary person to person love mm. and connection. They, she just tried to do a lot in this movie and Every time I try to focus on one part of it, I'm like, well, then how, like, there's like nine other things that are happening around it. It's a lot to digest. I mean, look, to be fair, we were watching it when Satie comes back. I was fucking yeah. thrilled. The, anytime we get a call back, we're on board. And it's sure. funny because, like, this is a movie that, like, actively is like, your nostalgia is shitty and stupid. And this is not about how Neo can still fuck at 50 or whatever. Like, but you he know. still can fuck, right? We don't I see evidence so. of that. We don't see him fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. It seems like Trinity definitely still fucks. Yeah. She, I mean, she certainly is getting off a big fucks energy. Yeah. I like the way they kiss, though. I like. I imagine that's how I will kiss someone I love when I'm that age. Do you want to uh, expand on that a little bit? 
Well, you know, you see like makeout scenes in movies and there's tongue and open mouth and just like they're swallowing each other. What are you watching? <laughs> are you exclusively watching uh, teen movies from the 90s? This one was like a closed mouth little, I missed you. It was like an I miss you kiss. And it was, I don't know, I think a kiss is a hard thing to pull off in any movie. And I think they nailed this kiss. Or in real life, honestly. Really? I, 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 no, I'm, I'm kidding. A I, I'm a great, I'm a great kisser. You want to try it? No, I'm okay. I've kissed a lot, but it's nice to... It's nice that you want to practice kissing on the podcast. Your mouth, you know, you're biting. I don't oh, like wait. That. Sorry, I was practicing. I once had a really bad first kiss that haunts me to this day. Like very first or first with a person? <laughs> an individual. The first time I ever kissed anyone right. was terrible. The, my first makeout was bad for sure. But like I was like, you know, a middle schooler at Jewish summer camp behind wow, the bunk. Wow, braggy brags. Yeah. What was your bad? Were you talking about a bad kiss? Though? I went on a date with someone and it like went well, but then like it was like a bad kiss. Where it's like you know that, that like the classic first date thing where it's like okay, I think we're about to kiss. Yeah, it's so annoying. And you sort of have to like you kind of have to commit. And I think like it was just like things were just like a millimeter off, and it's like well that that didn't fully that it was not like, a Honda. Yeah, it sounds like a Wong Kar Wai experience. I made this rule whenever I was dating: no kissing on the first date. Wow, no kissing on the first date. It was not. Really, because I was like, I think I wanted that out of the picture so I could just try to experience the person wholly. That's really beautiful. I, yeah. I think like, you know. Because that ending is so awkward. It's like, do they want it? And I was like, you know what? I don't fucking want it. So why don't I just like have a nice night with a person and not worry about if I should put my mouth on them? Listener, the best advice these two old cocks can give you, <laughs> just yeah. have a fun time. Right. You need to focus on the fun time part. Everything else is like a, a distant second because if you're not like enjoying hanging out with them, the worrying about the kiss is not going to improve anything. No. I mean, yeah, I mean, unless you're unless you're very good at kissing, and it's yeah, all you it, do. It, look, hey, if you're confident that that one kiss can turn the whole date around, I don't know. You do you. You or know, you better saying than no. Me. Like if you know, like sometimes you enter a relationship because you like to watch television together, or you read and you talk about ideas. Or if, in me and Ali's case, we're both Jewish. Right, exactly. Jewish shit. But maybe you just kiss all the time. That could be, I mean, it sounds like a chafing nightmare, but other than that, like a lot of lip balm and you're good. And so maybe... My, my knuckles are doing the winter thing. Me too, man. You get real fucking dry. I think also not to go too far down this, but I do have eczema and it was weird as soon as my... I was driving home from my grandmother's and then as soon as my weird symptoms from the vaccine started emerging again, my hand became a, a withered claw. Wow. Yeah. Isn't so I def- magical, the human system? Yeah, it's so fucking weird. Damn. I th- there's definitely another friend of mine was talking about like their asthma and their skin conditions after the vaccine. It's like our immune system is so fucking weird. Yeah. It's like bugs. Bugs. How about that moment where... Uh... Trin and Neo open their eyes together in the same room in in reality for the first like that that was a that was a really tender that that was one of those it was like oh my god they haven't seen each other in real reality right yeah in a was, long time that was like a moment there I think yeah to go back to the musings to not try to put any sort of like I don't know things I would want to change or anything but just like those scenes worked so well and then shit like. Your brain's the closest brain we've got. Why don't you jack? It's like oh, I didn't understand. It's like at all what was going on there. That was they, they, yeah. they made this huge deal of how like humans can't go back there, so they're going to send the pellet boy in through the drain pipe, and then it's like, oh, but the second part of the plan is a person has to go back there. And it's like 
then why did we need the pellet boy? Because he had to stop the grindy guys. Oh, he was a part of the pellet. He 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 could get through the two B two because they had allowed... the grindy guys. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. But here's the problem that you're identifying. I was really interested in bugs and Morpheus two point oh. Yeah, me and too. they really drop off the map in this oh movie. Oh my god! And that's what I'm, I'm going back to my thing where it's like this seems like more than one movie, right? And I understand. Like, look, it took me like decades to fully appreciate the second and third. Yeah. Like, well, more so revolutions. You know, a movie that now I can say in January twenty twenty two, I love. I think it's a wonderful movie. Um, Maybe this is one I have to really sit with. There's things I loved about it, and mm. I love how challenging it is. Yeah. I, I, it, it's a little crazy that they allowed this cultural product that – look, read the reviews. People don't – there's a lot of people who fucking hate this movie. Yeah. I remember on the, the torrent site – I'm not torrenting. I was just looking. That's where I get my news, my movie news. Yeah. Um, some uh, So many comments were just like – why are all these blue-haired lesbians winning this movie? It's like, wait, have you not seen the other movies? These are movies are queer as fuck. I loved how yeah. uh, when when they ask... Um, also, I'll just tell you, my most valuable haircut is the guy that I'm referring to now, but I don't remember his name. But like one of the captains... Oh, Shepard? Yeah, Shepard. And yeah. she's like, so how what, what, how is he? Or I forget what she asked. And he's like, oh, I'd fuck the fuck out of it, Neo. Wait, he said that? Yeah, oh, I missed that. Oh, I think so. He's someone else. Like, so how's what? How's he doing? Or how? What does he look? How's he? Fuck, I don't remember. But it was basically yeah. just like, what's your evaluation of Neo? And she was like, in terms of his abilities in the Matrix, and he's like, oh, he looks fucking awesome. Oh, and she's like, no, not that. Of course, I everyone, okay, everyone wants to fuck Neo. Well, no, well, they. It's funny because someone's like. They make the joke of like how you know Keanu looks the same twenty years later. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He looks old. It's great. I, I love it. Yeah, we're he gonna looks get old. Awesome. I just watched over the weekend. I watched some kind of heaven, the documentary mm, yeah. about the villages. Yeah, I want to see that. Highly recommended because it's weirdly Matrix adjacent. Cause it's like a Whoa. real world fantasy land that people buy into or get spat out of. Basically, very yeah. a very surreal movie That's about cool. a very surreal place that is very real. Of yeah, unless, no, he, of course, is freaking we're in the Matrix now. He looked good with his short hair. I mean, I love his long hair, too, but, like, I don't know. He's, he looked old with his short hair. He looked like an, yeah, an yeah, older man, the, and I loved it. I, I love it, too. I yeah. love that he's they didn't de-age anyone. In fact, they, they aged somebody. It's like, that part's nice, where they're not... Yeah, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith effortlessly... <laughs> this is a very strange movie. I, I yeah. really liked it. The things that are, like, weird and don't are currently not fully standing up to scrutiny. I would like to watch it at least a second time right. in like a week or two and come back to it. I don't want to leave people. I mean, look, God help you. If you like this podcast, that's fucked up. Right. Believe that's weird. God. That's uh, you a, probably should. There's yeah. not a lot else. It's the original <laughs> matrix. So just go with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an unapologetic raw piece of art. It's very unlikely that anyone else would ever take a franchise in this direction. I don't think in any of the films we've ever watched for this series, there's been a movie quite as confounding as this, I, as a sequel. I think in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. And that's why it's so weird is that ultimately this is really the only direction I could see it going in as the big picture of, well, obviously Neo and Trinity were separated and we're going to make a fourth one. So, of course, the point of the movie is that love story continuing. It's a great love story. But then there's all this other shit that's just like so strange and 
like the whole they're talking about Warner Brothers. It's a Warner Brothers movie, right? And also, it, it, and just to, to to go back to an observation I made earlier, and to add it to what you just said, they're both like dunking on the idea of franchising, and then like, hey, it's the Merovingian and his funny gang, and it's right. like, okay, <laughs> it's just it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. It is. This movie was a lot to take in. I definitely did not finish it being like, I fucking love that. And that's fine. Right. I, I, it's it's Honestly, an adult-ass movie. Maybe better yeah, in def- some ways. definitely better. Well, no, I think it's like... I I think in the, some ways, their disdain, like outright mockery of franchising and like the Matrix as a whole, and they make a new one. I really like that I come out of it not being like, oh, fuck yeah, another Matrix movie. Because... You know, we we've gone through so many franchises, and the one thing that sucks is when they just like it's a repetition of something that we've already seen. That's like like the big actually four. It happened with Fast and the Furious. It happened with another one that I can't remember right now. But um, yeah, we don't want just the Matrix One, the Matrix Four. That's not what we want. And I love that that's how it starts, and then it's like, oh no, you're not getting that at all. Fuck you. So I can respect that. I'm into lots of it, but I think just as a film goer. It wasn't exciting. <laughs> the stakes were so fucking low. It didn't feel lived in. So I have a lot of complaints Look, about it. Let's talk for a minute about another fourth film, shall we? Jaws 4. Jaws 4 ends with a shark exploding. That's fucking tight. Yeah. I was saying that's giving people what they want. And we're... people love Jaws 4. Okay, so that's a good four. They make the story about all sharks will always hate members of the the Brady family, Brody family forever because they're supernatural. You just want to go to fucking the Bahamas. Yeah, right it's now. sick. That's all you're thinking about. Yeah, why can't we watch a nice movie like why that? Can we be warm? Where they where a married couple bones in the Bahamas then oh. kills a supernatural evil shark? That's a movie I can get my head around. I'm not smart. I want to go home and play Stardew Valley and listen to the string cheese incident. I'm not smart. That scene where they're talking in the garage and she desperately wants to fuck her dumb husband is like, that lingers in my mind for some reason from Jaws 4. Yeah, I thought you were talking about uh, the, the Resurrections. And I was like, what? I mean, here's what I'm saying. Like, I like, I think Lana is probably closer to the zeitgeist than most people her age in the industry. And yet there are little things in this where you're like naming the husband Chad or whatever. And like, right. That's all I'm saying is this this is a shaggy ass movie. And part of me loves how, you know, this is not comfort food. It is a complex and bizarre blend of spices and flavors. And then other parts of me are like, you don't need to go 110 the entire time. I'm at a loss because I'm, I'm mostly annoyed because, I again, not to be a broken record, uh, the new characters I found very interesting. The world building I found very interesting. And it takes us an entire movie to get to Zion in the first trail in the original trilogy. And we sort of, and then we, we learn about there's okay, there's wars between the machines. We don't really fully comprehend exactly to what end or what. Like, why are are the robot buddies in this city just friends because Neo went to that one city? How many more? Like they just keep alluding to this world building and the stuff we actually get our hands around. I think is really fucking well yeah. realized and interesting. And then there's so much left unresolved. I think you you're you're nailing an issue. The first trilogy made, especially the second and third one, like voiced machine world. We got programs. We got like Agent Smith being a renegade one. I don't feel like the closest we got is, what was her name? Satie? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I got it. But like no one, there's like, there's Morpheus 2.0, but I don't know that, 
I gained access to the machine world in the same way that I did through the Merovingian. Like all those things here, they felt like placed and separate. Where before it like really, I could get a glimmer of what was happening in the machine world based on everything else that was going on. And But weirdly, we get more access than ever to that in this yeah. movie and still walk away feeling maybe more confused about some of those dynamics. Like, it took me a minute to realize that Sati is the weird owl manta ray robot. Like, oh, yeah. It took me a minute to figure out that relationship and like that's a pretty basic thing. Uh, again, I'm not smart. You're dumb. I'm not smart. I love it. I'm 31. Um, unlike The Matrix... Our dreams are dead. We don't get to do fun things anymore. No. For, for us, we'll get to like go to Mexico for a week and get the clap or something, and like that'll be like the oh best thing we do. You also get the clap. Yeah, probably. But now it's like you get yeah. You know, what was that? A little shot or two. Done? I've never had a chlamydia. I don't think I've ever had a, a any sort of sexually transmitted disease. I had a UTI once that I thought was a sexually transmitted disease, which it, it maybe literally was because it was like probably from. Oh, that's true. Sex, but I was worried about it. And then the, the doctor was like, that's not That's not what that is. That's sadness. not gonorrhea. I've whatever. gotten sexually transmitted sadness. Yeah, sure. That's uh, Sadness is... Look, if we could make sadness a currency, my God. You'd be billionaire. Hey, crypto dickheads, here's an yeah. idea. Monetize sadness. Oh, my God. The next big thing, a unicorn or something. Yeah. I don't know. Look, we, we watched a, a 2021 sequel almost two decades in the making that was completely fucking befuddling and by measures disappointing and delightful and weird and comfortable and i think that's a good movie that's good that's good franchise work. yeah 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 it's good stuff i'm not gonna i'm gonna can you, i'm just gonna letterbox that i watched it i'm not gonna you can read do it. that that's crazy yeah, is that you were talking about like normally we watch a movie and, and I'm already like, okay, like let's fix a little bow on this and put it away in my library. And then this for me, it's like I, I need to watch this again. Right. That's a sign of a of a good thing. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's start. I, I already Maybe we should watch it again and do another episode. I feel like this oh, is not God. a very good episode. Maybe late. No, it's good. All right, fine. But we can do another episode. I just feel like we're like, oh, and, and on to, like, what, I don't want to. like, we don't have to be kings of, of Can we do criticism. a Matrix recap next episode? I, I don't want to, like, we're, I, I, it's, it's, we've been talking for an hour. I don't want to, like, recap the series now. That's crazy. <laughs> Why? I mean, we don't have to, dude. We have no rules. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we're okay. We're fucking lawless uh, podcast. I would like to make sure you get your MVH, though, out of the way. I went right to that. You've programmed me. I went right to MVH. MVH, oh, God, this is tough. There's well, so, a lot of good mine. hair. Maybe give you some time. I you told me. So many shepherd. Cr- right, and I, I loved... Uh, sometimes I, I do ones, like last one I did, one I was, I was scared of, and it was a growth moment before I've done ones that I wanted. Sometimes I admire it. I would never want it. This one was a haircut I would somehow love to pull off is the, like, multi-layered jagged lines i don't know it looked really cool there's so many cool haircuts the problem though. is that guy has the euro balding thing going on that looks really good with the ble- the bleach and, and you have too much of a hairline i think what do you mean i have a hairline like, like he he has the really pronounced male pattern baldness oh okay i think i'm getting that though so. but it's you're not there yet and for okay. i think for him because he has like a it makes it look more jagged and futuristic mm, yeah you just look like a 
like a weird what would I look like? weird guy. <laughs> I just look like a weird guy. A weird guy. Um. Okay. Uh, this is so tough. There was. I, I like need to look at the actual nineteen twenties looking like glued on hair in this movie. Which okay. Was no. Really cool. uh, best haircuts. Long hair. Neo. I love long hair. Neo. Yeah. Are you I kidding was, me? I was gonna get say, out of town. I got long hair. As you fun. got long. It's hair the longest Neo. I've ever had in my life. You look just like him. Yeah. But oh, I just loved, like Keanu. Reeves. I loved um couch. Weird. What was her name? Couch. I loved Couch's hair. Couch was great. No, what was I loved Couch. <laughs> Yaha <laughs> Abdul the... Mateen the second as Morpheus was fucking excellent. Yeah, good Morpheus. Yaha. Oh, by the way, um, Boston Rob is thirteen hundred forty-five miles away. God, that's too far. Yeah, too far to visit. I feel like Bugs is the obvious pick. Bugs. So I, I want to uh, Bugs. That was Couch. I don't know. That man. was your analog. <laughs> I don't even understand. There's a U in both of them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I remember it was a it began at a letter near the beginning of the alphabet. Yeah. Why do you think... Oh, I guess Fall the White Rabbit, I guess. I don't know. We got to watch it the second time. It's very confusing. Um, oh, Christina Ricci was... Oh, that was Christina Ricci with the with the super crazy hair coming in at the... This is what I'm talking about. Like, I was talking about, like, we, we both saw The French Dispatch, and they have fucking Sasha Ronan and, and Ed Norton are in that movie for, like, 35 seconds mm. and have, like, two lines. And, like, that's the level of ringer you can bring in if you're Wes Anderson. Yeah. Fucking Balaban and Winkler as the uncles. Oh, that was great. Ultimate uncle casting. Oh. I'm sorry. So in this movie for Christina Ricci, for, that was her... God, I didn't even put that together watching it, looking right at her beautiful big eyes. Who was okay. it? Who was it? Who was it? What? Who is Christina? Christina. She Ray? plays the executive who comes in to give out the Matrix Four. Oh, that's who. That's she Christina looks, Ricci. She had a great haircut. She had an amazing too. haircut. Oh my god! So god. many great haircuts in these movies. Um. Yeah. I. I. I mean. I just feel like awkward saying. And next week, Starship Troopers. Well, we, Josh. That's something you need to overcome. Okay. You know, you have to let this go. But we can. We're going to come back to the Matrix. I think we all need to take a deep breath and take. We get blue pill for a couple blue weeks pill. and then red if, pill. If later. listeners recall, we weren't even going to rank them already. Because well, yeah, I've I've decided to not rank this one quite yet, and everything else ties for first place. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Even though the Animatrix is so different, but it's like it's a perfect part of the franchise. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, broken record. It's like Rogue One. It's not just a companion piece. It actually makes everything else better. Um, this had some Rogue One energy when, uh, fuck, doesn't someone's like, get, fuck, I forget. Yeah, see, that's the problem. There's too much going on. In I remember this. there was a moment where it was like, oh, the blueprints of something was like left as somebody's name or something. And I was like, oh, that's like oh yeah, no, 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 Satie, she yeah, does yeah, the yeah, same yeah. fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, the, that, the, that really, that actually stuck out to me where I was like, oh, her father who designed the system right. left a little porthole or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's for, like, just for her okay. named after her. <laughs> Where's Mads? I think I like Rogue One more than this movie right now. But I, lo- I love Rogue One. That's like a perfect movie. Because Rogue One, I think... We can't open that. We can't... No, 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 I'm not talking about Rogue One, but just briefly, I think what didn't work for me about this, what the other ones did was the Wachowskis used an action movie franchise to talk about shit. And that's why they're other, all their movies are didactic, but they embrace the genre that they're working in from Cloud Atlas to Speed Race of the Matrix and in that framework, they make something that brings out these ideas of love, peace, connection. And in Jupiter Ascending, if you're the cosmic bee queen who's protected by the dog man, who's got to fight Eddie Redmayne, who's covered in Vaseline, yes, please. then you shouldn't... Uh, oh, wait, you're breaking down? Shouldn't... God. That is a movie. You see, Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's a movie. 
This, this had some weird Jupiter ascending energy to it. I'm not going to lie. And I don't think it's what people want to hear. But no. like that is – if that if I'm like this movie is a little shaggy around the edges and it's kind of you know, like a lot of different sketches. Jupiter ascending is like shag, just shag, just yeah. like a pile of only shag. Yeah, and I, I think what this does is it it's – it didn't feel like a movie anymore. It felt like it was throwing away so much of the architecture that all I had left it a lot of times was just the message. And that's like, as much as I agree with the message of like, you know, watching cops die and touching hands of people that you like, I needed a store. Like they're just, the story felt like a blueprint. Well, the beauty, the, the brilliance, the perfection of Speed Racer is that if the point you're trying to make is that like being true to yourself and embracing creativity and writing your own story, having the climactic thing be a fucking insane tits out nuts ass race yeah. where your little brother goes, he's going to do it. And do a it. monkey like squeezes a soda bottle or whatever. I don't know. That's like a brilliant melding of genre and their didactic observation about the nature of creative thought in the world we live in. This is a lot. Okay, we, we got to wrap this little. up. We I think it's a little. Up. I'm going to disagree and say it's a little. Very quickly, um, the Buffalo Bills wait, 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 no. annihilated the, the Patriots over the weekend. Yeah. Probably the most definitive loss of Bill Belichick's career. Good. A flawless game. Good. No field goals. No punts. Just the the Buffalo just, Bills repeatedly nutsacking. Just teabagging the Patriots over and over and too. over again. That was amazing. And uh, that is pure crowd uh that's fan service it's just frosting that that game was only frosting if this this movie was fan. all spice cake no frosting spice, yeah like oh. you're like okay this is good it's not like a cu- i kind of wanted a cup Wait, but there's more there's like oh a my lot God, of spice I have to eat the whole cake but Ugh. that being said we don't have to do extensive work but we do have to do this movie's mvp and that's really tough um Honestly, Jonathan Groff as, as Smith 2.0 was phenomenal. Was I was so I did good. not expect to like that as much as I liked it. No. Uh, he's like the Henry Cavill who doesn't uh, or not Henry. He's like yeah, Henry Cavill meets um who's the cannibal? It's like the who's the cannibal? The uh, Mr. I Glenn Mr. Army, for, Army Hammer. Oh, what? It's no, like, he looks I like he looks like Cavill like, meets a fucking Dennis from It's I was Always just talking Sunny. the characters that were in that Mission Impossible movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. Just like those, that's just like that, the like big chinned white guy energy of just being like an insouciant bastard. Do I got it? Oh my God, you got it. You're a big chinned white guy. Look at him. Arms up, arms down. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, MVP is tough. Get... Yaha was great as Morpheus 2.0. It's kind of, it's again, it's, it's tough to pick an MVP. I think I'm going to give it to Smith 2.0. I really enjoyed that performance, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, why didn't you bring back Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving? I love them. And it's like, no, this was great. Fun to No, it's perfect, because yeah. the the only thing that matters is that Neo and Trinity are the same. Did, did you everyone pick up on the weird different. shots of everyone looking different? Than yeah. They, yeah, that was, was great. There were some obvious Another ones. thing they dropped off the face of the earth at a certain point. Well, it was after he learns it. Yeah. Okay, so who's your MVP? Um, I I would consider Morpheus 2.0, but I don't think he had enough to do. And that's a bummer. It's a bummer. He's very good. He fucking plays his part beautifully. And then I he... loved him as a digital beat man. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's how good he was. I'm going to give it to um Neil Patrick Harris. He didn't get any in the, the HK verse. So it's about fucking time. So this is a Lifetime Achievement Award. But yeah, he was fucking like... The architect is a boring version of the like main bad guy. And that's great. Like that's what we want. And I love that 
this is the best part of the new matrix is that it's run by this gleeful like like just this i don't know his energy was awesome and i love that while the matrix i didn't get a handle on it felt fake he felt real and that was what really i needed if he wasn't in this movie i think i would have had a much harder time connecting with this new place well a a fundamental problem of this movie going into it is like okay what would the next version of the matrix look like and yes the architect imposes a rigid system on people and neil patrick harris is the analyst is like no i'm gonna stoke all the internal stuff already in people and just fuel that and and that's gonna be it's like you know i mean obviously in the freaking cuckoo nutso ding dong uh fucking looney bin looney tunes 2 shit we live in now oh yeah you know, but Putin, Trump, mm. Fox News. To bring it to what I'm like to compare everything to these days, Survivor, yeah, First Matrix, not the movies, but the Matrix itself, like Survivor seasons one through eight. And then this is like Survivor season 35. Right. Where like things have gotten awfully self-referential and yeah, weird. And all about like building stories out of like maybe nothing. It's like, oh, we'll use fear and desperation and love to just like try to build a false world where you can feel okay. And in season 39, a sexual predator. <laughs> yeah. So. What a fun twist that was. Uh, yeah, I hear you. So... Uh, this will bridge nicely into our Patreon coverage of the 30s. No, not our 30s, which have been a sort of a disaster, but the 30s of Survivor, which have also been kind of a disaster. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, we're also, yeah, we're um, we're going to be recording this week uh, the, the culmination of our two-part 28-verse. Oh, yeah. Look forward to that, Patreon subscribers. So that's coming out on Saturday. We watch 28 Days Later. We're going to be watching 28 Weeks Later. And then uh, who knows what's up next. I said earlier, Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you for listening. We love you all. Go out and... uh, Eat a spice cake. Eat a spice cake. Have some spice cake. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go jump off a building. Okay. Okay.